हेलो एंड वेलकम टू कंस्ट्रक्शन वीक व्यू पॉइंट इंटरनेशनल वीमेंस डे और शुड वी से इंटरनेशनल वीमेंस वीक स्पेशल बिकॉज दैट्स व्हाट वी आर डूइंग थ्रू द वीक एंड बियॉन्ड एट कंस्ट्रक्शन वीक आई एम दिशा ददलानी मल्टीमीडिया रिपोर्टर एट कंस्ट्रक्शन वीक एंड योर होस्ट फॉर द पॉडकास्ट नाउ डाइवर्सिटी एंड इंक्लूजन इज वेरी टॉपिकल फॉर अस हियर एट कंस्ट्रक्शन वीक एंड वी यूज एवरी चांस टू एम्पलीफाई एंड ऑफकोर्स थ्रू वेरियस प्लेटफॉर्म्स नाउ ऑल थ्रू दिस वीक and even beyond we are spotlighting female workforce within the industry from the boardroom and on to the site now earlier this week to mark uh, international women's day we sat down with a panel of five members from within the industry and today continuing the discussion i am pleased to be joined in the podcast studio by ranju warrior digital editor at construction week thank you so much for having me disha great thank you ranju uh, now of course ranju you were among the first women at construction week reporting about massive projects in the region you've recently completed 2 uh, years in reporting about everything construction in the region what has the journey been like for you and how have you seen the sector grow in positive change if at all so before i answer your question disha let us take a moment to congratulate every woman out there who in her capacity has made the slightest to the brightest and the biggest of change to bring in more women in the industry which predominantly as we know has been male dominated For me the journey has rather been really exciting what makes it stand out is the fact that i have never been given any special treatment at a construction site just because i was a female journalist covering everything construction that according to me is a big example of change in fact within my team or so to say our team here my opinions and comments were given and have been given equal importance the change has been going beyond healthy communication and engaging into healthy conversations which has always made me feel positive about knowledge sharing thus giving inclusion the correct narrative one that it truly deserves i completely agree with you on this ranju in fact i joined construction week in january 2020 and my journey has been full of exciting opportunities and nothing in this journey has been gender specific which is so refreshing to note i'm sure you'd agree with me now ranju let's move to a topic that calls for great attention this was also in fact one of the big questions asked at the panel that i'd conducted recently mm-hmm. uh, the question being is there a certain pressure to reach numbers and fill percentages while hiring women and incorporating gender diversity at the workplace now interestingly there may or may not have been a consensus met on the panel on steering clear of the quotas and targets and maybe that isn't too bad a thing because it made for really healthy conversations absolutely um now the two differing sides of the spectrum on the panel were that a there has got to be a start and this is that start um this very system of numbers and quotas and targets is probably necessary and b it's time that we change this perspective and that we are identified based on merit now i let the industry experts do the talking before we hear your views on this here's what gossia baron associate principal at callison rtkl and katherine workman partner and head of middle east pinsent mason said during the discussion I just want to mention that obviously there's no surprise that there is such a pressure you know when we specifically in the Middle East where we look into the UAE uh, development plans and Saudi 2030 vision all those uh, set up very um um uh, aspirational goals for female to to um to promote uh, and and to to make them more visible um not only in in the construction industry but across uh, many other fields in culture uh economics and 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 politics right so with such a pressure 
there is no surprise that the organizations uh, are, you know, looking into numbers. Um, I was, I guess, lucky enough that at Carlson and RTK, that was never the main priority. Yes, obviously, someone is checking the numbers maybe at the background, but I've, I have never felt looking into um, the, uh, the talent management and the, as a hiring manager, I never felt that I need to uh, fulfill those requirements at, at any point. And it was always looking into uh, finding the best person for the job. Um, I am happy to say that um, within our, our group currently, there's probably 40 to 45% females, which, which is great. Uh, and again, they are there for the reason. In order to break that cycle, we're going to have to embrace quotas or numbers, maybe. And I need to accept that I need to be one of those numbers. But I will only accept that in my view, if there is a proper talent management program running parallel so that the numbers or quotas are only for a short period of time um, so that you know everybody is given a role because of their suitability for that role rather than whether or not they're a man or a woman or a tick or not. Now, Ranja, you spoke with Marcus Taylor, founder and CEO of Fifth Edge, about embedding gender diversity and inclusion in the hiring process. I would love to know for, uh, you know, some of his insights. Maybe you could share something about what he said. In fact, before I speak about what Marcus said, I want to tell you that those two points that you just mentioned, that are really the highlight from what the panel discussion that you conducted. And that is something that the industry needs to focus on as well. So going back to my conversation with Marcus, so the spread from women to men across multiple disciplines have been quite surprising. According to Marcus, within the commercial side of the construction sector, which includes obviously pre-contract and post-contract, there are just 10% women. And this number is obviously similar for the health, safety and environment sector as well. However, women in project management just make 5%. And according to him, this is because a lot of project managers have to be client-facing. Mm -hmm. And this sector predominantly has been male-dominated. But there is obviously a positive side to things as well, Disha. There are 15% of women who are now into design and architectural sector. And this number keeps on increasing. And Marcus was very quick to highlight that this is because more women are now attracted towards design and architecture as a sector as well. Mm -hmm. So those are some very strong numbers there, Anju. Now, what I also want to understand from you is that do you think the conversation should stop at gender diversity? And are we missing something else that's very important here? Absolutely not. I don't think the conversation should stop at gender diversity. I think we've come beyond diversity. The shift to inclusion is obviously quite evident. And there are more women in senior as well as leadership roles who are now nodding in support as well. Now, now to add to your points, Ranju, uh, perhaps inclusion also refers to the involvement of all industry members, regardless of their gender, right? This is, of course, something that Gossia mentioned during the panel. Let's have a listen. It is very important that we engage our male uh, colleagues in that, in that effort. Because if we just keep it to kind of between the girls... Uh, I don't think it has the impact that is required. So really reaching out, making sure that we have the support uh, from uh, from male uh, peers to encourage that that change and drive that change. In fact, at this point, I would also like to highlight what Catherine Workman, partner and head of Middle East at Pins and Masons, told me. She said that she completely agreed to the shift from diversity to inclusion. Joanne Strain, who is the partner at KWM, a very popular international law firm, she said that gender diversity is 
obviously always been seen as a female issue which obviously has been stereotyped it is not just a female issue mm-hmm. it is both men and women typically striving together to empower and encourage more women in the industry in fact also supporting catherine's and joanne's point is something very interesting that i would like to mention here disha it's about our construction week awards that happened in december 2020 mm-hmm. so christopher seymour who is the managing director for the middle east at mod mcdonald said while lifting the trophy for construction executive of the year that he wished for the next year there would be a woman holding the trophy mm-hmm. and that would be the industry moving forward in the true sense Right, great, great point there. Now let's also address the change that's been rolled out in terms of on-site roles for women. Uh, you mentioned Ranju at the start of the podcast that you have not been treated any differently uh, during site visits, uh, which which was of course very, very refreshing to note. Uh, but do you think on-site roles and functions have changed over the past few years at all? Definitely, there has been a change. And what I would like to mention here, Disha, is obviously because. this change starts right from when young women now enroll into engineering degrees within university level as well and this is the reason why we now see more women in engineering whether it be structural right. mechanical or electrical but obviously it is not all positive so to speak disha according to omnia halawani the co ceo and founder of grfn global the construction site as well as site work is something where diversity has been lowest Now this is of course a, a very intriguing viewpoint because I spoke with uh, Vanya Dimitrovich who's the senior structural engineer at WME who had a rather positive experience so that's a bit uh, of a differing viewpoint let's listen to what she had to say It was a positive experience for me uh, I've grown a lot I've learned a lot and I I really have to you know compliment my uh, my male colleagues uh, I really had uh, a lot of support Um I I went to site as someone who was uh, supposed to provide um uh, uh design support for site supervision for for one of the projects I I worked as a design engineer for Expo Joy Pavilion and um I you know I think uh, uh I raised my concerns whenever whenever I had them and they they were heard and uh, my male colleagues or my female colleagues they were all very very co- cooperative so Uh, what I'm trying to say is, I really think this uh, there is a positive shift, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, there is some uh, there is an awareness, and it's becoming more and more common for women, women to take up these roles. But we're not there yet, you know, completely. We still need to talk about it. Now, Ranju, let's put forth the million dirham question: <laughs> uh, Are we there yet in terms of achieving gender diversity and inclusion in the Middle East construction industry at all? I believe we absolutely are Disha and we are seeing more women being appointed to leadership roles as well as senior roles which in turn I believe is also boosting the recruitment of more women within the teams and organizations as well and this is also because it is obviously all about attracting the right talents within the company and this is something Sam Amiri the CFO of Emeril also supports but however having said that there are few challenges on the road Disha And according to both Dana Salbach, head of research Middle East at JLL, and Philippa Grant, partner at and global director sustainability at AESG, women have been considered as the primary caregivers. So there has to be and there needs to be more flexibility starting from home, where there is a balance between paternal and maternal roles. Right. Now, while we're still discussing whether we are there yet, 
Uh, I'd like to bring um, bring another underlying topic that was mentioned at the panel. It was about representation and depictions of female workforce within the industry. And if the women we spoke to felt that they were represented well enough. Uh, now, the general sentiment uh, on the panel was that while this is work in progress, we are definitely headed in the right direction. What do you think? So are we headed in the right direction at all? What I believe, Disha, is we are absolutely headed in the right direction. And yes, I agree that it is a work in progress. But obviously, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I would like to go back to what I said in the beginning of the podcast, Disha. It is obviously about having the right conversation now, on that very positive note, Ranju, uh, I'd like to thank you for joining me on the show today and taking out the time. The future is indeed bright for women in the industry. I'm sure you'd agree with me as long as we address and overcome the roadblocks in tandem. And this, of course, is a great start. Also, Dishar, thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful to have this conversation with you. But before I conclude, there is something very interesting what I would like to say. And here, I would like to mention a quote by the late British Iraqi architect Zaha Hadid who once said, I used to not like being called a woman architect. I am an architect and not just a woman architect. And here, Disha, what I feel, the time we stop adding women or female as a prefix before any roles will truly be the time we've crossed the path of both diversity and inclusion. I couldn't agree more with you, Ranju. And I think we'd both agree that, yes, we are on the right path. Uh, so while that was all for this episode, we shall be back next week. What's the space for more such conversations? Thank you for listening. And until next time, goodbye.